Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is, Have You Ever Been Distracted? Let's pray. Father, we come to you with praise and thanksgiving, with joy in our heart, hungry for what you have for us today, ready to receive, ready to do your word, Father, to follow you more closely, and to be more hungry for the return of Jesus which we know is very soon, Father. We thank you for that. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, folks, the last couple of days, we talked about our commitment level to God and our enthusiasm for God and serving him. Well, one of the reasons we don't always measure up like we'd like to in those areas are distractions in our life that keeps us from spending time with and for God. We're going to talk about distractions today. Let's start in Romans 10:2 in the Amplified Bible. For I testify about them that they have a certain enthusiasm for God, but not according with correct and vital knowledge about him and his purposes. My friends, distractions keep us from really getting to know God fully and his purposes for our lives. Let's read that verse in the Amplified Classic Bible, Romans 10.2. I bear them witness that they have a certain zeal and enthusiasm for God, but it is not enlightened and according to correct and vital knowledge. Folks, think about trying to help a friend with a problem. If you don't spend the proper amount of time to explain and understand the whole issue, the entire problem, maybe due to the busyness of life or whatever, you may have a certain zeal or enthusiasm to help your friend, but you don't have the correct and vital knowledge to help him properly. It's similar with our relationship with God. If we don't spend enough time with him with true committed zeal, and desire to hear from him, we can just get bits and pieces and not what God really wants from us. Again, we could have a little zeal for God, but it is not enlightened according to correct and vital knowledge. It's one of the reasons that 45-minute to one-hour church services are so popular today. God, that's all the time I have for you. You better tell me whatever I need to hear in that time. Going back to the last two podcasts, that could be a symptom of a lukewarm desire for God. And that's covered in Revelations 3.16. Colossians 1, 9 and 10 in the Amplified. For this reason, since the day we heard about it, we have not stopped praying for you, asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom with insight into his purposes and in understanding of spiritual things. My friends, we are not going to be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom if we focus on worldly things. Who won this game? Who won that game? What happened in the news today? Etc., etc. We'll be filled with natural knowledge, not spiritual knowledge. 
Verse 10, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, displaying admirable character, moral courage, and personal integrity, and fully please Him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work, and steadily growing in the knowledge of God with deeper faith, clearer insight, and fervent love for His precepts. Wow, folks, this verse really shows what happens when a country, in this case America, for a large part, the last 20 to 40 years, takes God out of our schools, the government, courthouses, homes, and starts to focus on self-self, me, me, me. This is what makes me feel good, and you have to let me be like this, and tell me I'm okay to live like this, etc., etc. When God calls it sin, it's sin. No matter how many people tell you your sexual perversion is okay, it doesn't make it okay with God. No, how, no matter how many people tell you it's okay to be lazy and lay around waiting for your next government check, that doesn't mean it's okay with God, and it's not. But he still loves you, is trying to draw you out of that life of self, 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 and get you focused on others, 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 and firstly, God. Well, I think that came out plain enough. Let's talk next about Martha and her distractions. You see, distractions don't have to be bad things. It could be just regular work we do around the house. Let's re read Luke 10, 38-42 in the Amplified Bible. Now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. 39. She had a sister named Mary, who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teachings. My friends, we need to be more like Mary, spending more time at the feet of Jesus, and he is the Word of God. So in prayer, reading our Bible, going to church, praising him, etc. 40. But Martha was very busy and distracted with all her serving responsibilities, and she approached him and said, Lord... Is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do the serving alone? Let her help me and do her part. Folks, Martha was doing good worldly things, serving the people. But this was the time for Martha to focus on Jesus, not serving the food. 40. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things. 42. But only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage, which will not be taken away from her. My friends, notice Mary made a choice. We have to choose. God is not going to choose for us. 1 Corinthians 6.20 in the Amplified. You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then honor and glorify God with your body. My friends, it's easy to make excuses. I'm busy doing this or that, etc. But this verse says we were bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus, and made his own. So then honor and glorify God with your body. We can say no to distractions and yes to Jesus. Another way to think about a distraction is does this thing I'm thinking about or doing line up with Philippians 4.8? Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, 
whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Folks, I think we could all admit that watching news and oftentimes sports or much of Facebook doesn't bring peace or something worthy of praise. How do we eliminate distractions? Keep swinging. Distractions will always be there, but we can discipline our flesh to minimize their effect in our life. Make a quality decision to look at your biggest distraction and change. Let's say it's TV sports watching. Let's say you love football and watch the game from beginning to the end. Well, maybe your starting goal would be to watch only the second half of the game and the first half you spend time with God. Once you master that, maybe you get to where you watch the first half and spend the second half with God. Whoa. Matthew 6.33 says, To seek ye first the kingdom of God. Come on, folks, God wouldn't tell us that if we couldn't achieve it. I can tell you from personal experience, if you quit feeding yourself on the news or sports and teams, over time, you realize it's not as important to you anymore. How about some other distractions? Just putting together today's message, here are a few distractions that I experienced. The greatest dog in the world, Phoebe, rang the bell on the door, meaning, go throw me the ball. The dogs also barked at some birds outside and distracted me. My thoughts drifted off thinking about work and life. My wife got home from the store, another distraction. Then she asked me to do something, and the men all said amen. (laughs) Then during the recording, I thought, and I'm thinking right now, it is hot in my closet sound studios, etc., etc. Well, let's finish today in Hebrews 12. 1 and 2 in the Amplified. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. Folks, we have to take off the unnecessary weights in our life and the sins, and run the race properly. Verse 2, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. Wow, friends, this verse says to look away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus and the completion of his work. Praise God forevermore. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we could say no to distractions and yes to you. Father, we choose to focus more on that every day, to keep on saying no to those distractions and yes to you, to be on fire for you, not a lukewarm Christian, but an on-fire Christian. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. We sure love you all. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.